You're listening to a DM podcast. What's for dinner? Stop licking each other. Kill my banana. <laughs> Don't even think about it. He's touching me. Okay, I'm going to count to three. Um, where are you? One. He's looking at me weird. Ryan, where's the wine? Don't you let me get to three. I love you, mummy. Stop playing with your doodles. This is beyond the chaos. This is beyond the chaos. Welcome back to Beyond the Chaos. I am Jen Muir, parent educator, social worker and mum to four boys. And I am Amy Gerard, mum of three boys. (laughs) Shit, I don't even know my own kids' genders. Mum of three, girl in there, two boys, uh, podcaster, content creator, hot mess, wine lover. Me too. And yeah. between us, we've got seven kids and we're really looking forward to helping helping parents because the parents need the help. We are. Like, we are parents. We are parents. <laughs> and we, we actually have seven kids between us, between the ages of three and 12. And Jen's a professional and I'm not, but together... I think we're a good team. We're a great team and we really understand what it's like on the ground, in the trenches, doing the stuff in a world where there is so much information and so much pressure to get it right and and actually you don't need to do it all perfectly. And you just, you rarely do get it right. And Jen always told me that there's this thing that she helps uh, parents strive towards and that is to be a really fantastic parent 30% of the time. Yeah, good enough. Good enough, right? And then because I think there is so much pressure to be this gentle parent rubbish technique and the perfect parent, which is it's physically impossible to be a perfect and we're not robots and we're not wired that way and it's okay to – you know, blow off some steam and yell occasionally as long as you're repairing and all of that stuff. It's about being authentic and our kids know the difference. And I've worked with parents where they are doing every single gentle parenting thing you could imagine. All the words are right and they're not enjoying a minute of it. And it's going to lead to problems if we're not being authentic. Like it's got to be who you are and who your child is. And the problem is if if the parenting books could solve it. We we all know we don't need more information, yeah. right? What we need is some help to sift through that and find our own groove. Yeah, and so that's what we're going to be helping parents with. So first segment, what is something that went wrong in your household this week? Could you go first? <laughs> you want me to go first? Something that went wrong in my household this week. This is quite ridiculous, actually. On, no, it was Tuesday morning, got up. Made lunches. I actually made a third lunch because on Tuesdays I take Kobe to mum's group. Three lunches made, popped in the fridge, blah, 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 blah. Did school drop off, ended up at flip out with Kobe, get a call from the school at midday. Hi, um, neither of your children have any lunch. And don't you feel terrible? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, no, I, no, they do. I've, <laughs> I've made them. And she was like, okay, cool, but they're not in their lunch bags. And I was like, ah. Oh. I was like, listen, can you just, I don't know, f- fix Fix, like, give them something from the canteen. Canteen's not open, ma'am. And I was like, oh, my God. So I've had to call my next-door neighbour. She's not answering because she's in Bali. And then I've (laughs) called another lady, also didn't answer. Another lady's at work. And I was like, oh, my God, my kids are going to, like, be starving. So I've had to leg it home from flip out. Um, anyway, one of my neighbor, one of the ladies in the street called me back and I was like, I'm so sorry. Have you got an apple and a sandwich at home that you can run up to my kids at school because I'm the worst mom and I haven't packed them any food and their lunch boxes are sitting in the fridge. I did, I did do the right thing. Yes. I just forgot to pack them and 
God forbid, why is the canteen not open every day? And doesn't and, um, it make you, like, yeah, it just makes you feel like... Like the shittest mum. Yeah, like shittest a, like mom. a neg- I can't even provide basic <laughs> nutrition. And I <laughs> Absolute negligence. So I, I actually had this same thing happen in my house this week where my son's lunchbox fell out of the bag in the car yep. and then I got the phone call as well. But do you know what? Your story reminded me of an old story of something went wrong yeah. and I want to tell that. Yeah. But I once got a phone call from my kids' school yeah. saying, hi, Jen, just letting you know that your pram is in the schoolyard. It's just sitting in the middle of the playground. The children are playing around it. In fact, some of them are eating there's, the snacks out of the bottom of your pram. And they go, don't worry, the baby's not in it. <laughs> And I know. So I'd been at a Mother's Day event. I had two brands. I had one for the car and one for the like on foot lifestyle. I'd been at this Mother's Day event. I had a a one year old at the time, I think, and he'd been in the pram. I'd then probably walked just, we lived nearby. So I just walked home and just carried him home, I think. I don't know. But it's just that kind of when you're so frazzled. And um, I'm in Chatswood at the time in the other pram and and I'm looking like, yeah, definitely have my kid with me. Yes, correct. But I just remember that, like that feeling of the office staff at the school just probably thinking like she, she maybe should have stopped at three like that's <laughs> she clearly does not have it all she's, together she's got a lot going on and this this stuff happens to me all the, like I've had a, you know a teacher chase me for a parent teacher interview and you know because I you know you just miss stuff you're busy you've got four kids um and you're working and you know nothing will ball be drop. yeah nothing will be when Charlie was in I think she must have been in year two and oh no year one and I was putting them all in the car to go to school and I had like a t-shirt like this on like an oversized t-shirt and I got into the car and I drove up to the school and I was getting her out and Charlie goes mum you've got no pants on (laughs) and I was dead set in my Ugg boots and an oversized t-shirt which I I just assume like I just because it did cover my backside yeah like I look I'm that hot basically (laughs) no I wasn't it was peak winter I look like a yeti I was so hairy but I just it was almost like a nighty right the length of it and she was like you have no pants on get back in the car and I was like oh my god she's right I love it like having girls boys would not notice would they they just let you walk in there (laughs) charlie holds me accountable on the daily she's like if you drop me off in your dressing gown again i'm just gonna start walking to school (laughs) and i was like that's not a bad outcome i'm just gonna wear it out more often this is good let's keep doing it (laughs) what's your problem i need some help we have actually had a uh listener send in a question that I'm hoping that we can both help her with. Hi, Amy and Jen. Love the podcast, first of all, Um, especially the parenting ones. I find them super helpful. I have three kids, three boys, um, but my most challenging child is my four-year-old son. I've just, I've found since he's turned four, which was the, a month ago, his emotions are just next level and he is super upset all the time um, and I'm starting to struggle massively. Um, is this normal basically is I guess what I'm asking. Um, my first son wasn't like this at all. So I just thought, yeah, is this is this normal or do I need to go seek further help? Thanks, guys. Bye. Here I was thinking the age three was tough. Don't <laughs> just, tell me it gets It's like worse. it never ends. 
God. Little boys, huh? So one of the things that we don't often realise about little boys is they are so big hearted. And when they look at the research, they're actually more emotional than Mm. little girls. But we kind of think boys are just rough and tumble and there's not much going on in there. But the thing is, they've got less ability to actually articulate and verbalise all of those feelings. And what happens at the age of three, but it can definitely continue on into the fours, and I think that's what's probably happening here, is that this little human, his world is expanding, right? Mm -hmm. So he now, like what happens at three and four is that kids get night terrors, they get more upset about separating, they start to find the world just more full on because their whole world broadens. They're not a baby anymore. They're not just my world is tiny and I've just got my mum and dad and it's really simple. There's so much going on. Um, I'm going to make an assumption because, you know, most kids go to daycare. He has to go off to daycare or preschool. He has to regulate through holding it together and being a good kid and following the rules all day. And then his ability to come home and just sort of like imagine a child walking up to you going, hey, mum, I've had a hard day. Can I have a cuddle? Yeah. That'd be great. They don't do that, no. right? And um, I have a 14-year-old um, and, uh, he, you know, it's funny. You think, well, at 14, is he walking up to me at the end of a day? Does he come in the door and say, hey, mum, I'm a bit stressed about my assessments. Could I have a bit more connection tonight? <laughs> you know, it's comical because we know at 14 he's not going to do that. Can I just interrupt you there? My almost 40-year-old husband doesn't even do that. No. Like, right? So, I mean, yeah, it's human nature, but little kids particularly mm-hmm. – But, you know, what I've noticed with they say once your child becomes a teenager that like at 13 you take off 10 years and you've got a three-year-old again. And at 14 take off 10 years and you've got a four-year-old again. So I have, again, a four-year-old. And it's so funny because this kid that was – he's the child that – I'm the reason I do what I do is this child because it was a hard first four years, let me tell you. But then we hit these golden years, everything was fine. And then suddenly you hit adolescence, you got hormones, it's all happening. And anyway, what he does on a bad day, like he will come in and he will like thump his brother and scream because there's no good food in this house or like something that just seems so unreasonable, just like when he was four, right? But I know that he doesn't want to be like that and he doesn't want to hit his brother and often underlying that behaviour or that emotion is just that he's like it's hormones or he is worried about assessments. And one of the biggest things I reckon you can do with a kid that is sort of just being super emotional and you don't even know if you can wrap words around it. Sometimes I just walk up to this kid and I, I say nothing. I just, again, 14, I throw my arms around him like in a huge hug as if I'm never going to let go and I just hang in this yeah. hug. And you'd think at 14 he'd be too cool. But he hangs in this hug so long that I start to go, oh, my God, like this is actually getting a bit awkward. (laughs) Does he know? Like I have a lot to do tonight. (laughs) Like I just have a like. Good dinner to be out in like five minutes. Seriously. But I hang in there and what I realise is that so often as parents, like although we're open to our kids' feelings, we're often rushing them out of them. And I just hang in that. I don't say anything. I don't try to say what's wrong. Nothing. Yeah. And then eventually he like wriggles out and when he does, his whole face has softened, yeah. right? And nine times out of ten, that's it. Yep. There's no nothing more needed and it's, it's the same for a four-year-old or three-year-old. Mm-hmm. And then like one time out of ten, Ten minutes later, he will come up to me. I'll be working in the study and he'll go, Mum, 
I'm really nervous. I'm really behind with a bunch of assessments yeah. and it all comes out. So, he, you know, so anyway, so that's my first thought. What are you thinking about this question? No, I just think it. it's so funny that this has come up on today's podcast. And I mean, I know this is a parenting podcast, but <laughs> this is is literally my husband. <laughs> and honestly, I'm not joking. When you're 40, do you take off like 36 years or something? Do I still have a 40, a four-year-old at home? Because I, we have been having not marriage dilemmas or woes, but like what Ryan does when he's upset with me, yep. he sulks mm. and he goes really cold towards me and a bit grumpy. And more often than not, we'll eventually, I, I've just let him str- like walk around stroppy for a bit. And then when we do end up having this discussion, I will ask him about like, you know, why why are you nitpicking me about this? Or why have you all of a sudden got a problem about this? And it always comes back to that he just wants to spend time with me. He also yeah. is seeking connection with he me. And I, and I keep saying to him, you are going about it the wrong way. Like all you have to do is like... You know, I again, marriage two-way street. You both have to be putting in the effort. But, like, him being stroppy with me, that's not going to make me want to hang out with him. Okay. So here's my next question. Yeah. What do you do? I really was proud of myself today because normally I don't cater to it. I, I feel like at the age of 40, you need to be able to communicate better with me and we're not, you know, babies anymore. I'm quite good at communicating, but he was, we were having this debate last night and then this morning he sent me a message and he was like, you know, I, I know there's loads of tension between us at the moment, but I really love you and I guess I just want more of your time. And I, I was about to fire off this aggressive text, right, because it pisses me off because I've got three children or I'm already trying to raise. But I was like, no, I'm going to approach it differently. And I was like, you know what, we've both become a little bit complacent in this marriage and we're both not putting in an effort, any much effort. Why don't we set some date nights in place? Like why don't we do a date night once a, once a fortnight and why don't we do this? My love language is physical touch and yours is quality time and like I, I approached it softer and he was like oh I would love that like thank you and I was like oh, I love you and I was like I love you too because don't at the end of the day isn't that all any of us want that's is right to be heard it is no different to your and kids it really isn't and even Bobby this uh, last week when he was having his meltdown all he wanted again came at it completely differently. He was just yelling at me and yeah. crying and wouldn't get dressed and wouldn't eat his breakfast and wouldn't help me get in the car or anything. And he was just carrying on. And it was very frustrating. But deep down, all he wanted was my affection and attention. That's right. But ultimately, we are all a product of how our parents felt about feelings. Yeah. So for like your husband, um, like one of the reasons he can't just walk up and say, hey, like I totally respect what you're doing, but this is what I'm needing right now. Yeah. The reason he has to do it in that way that's maybe sulky or for me, if I um, am mad at my husband, you know, I can't, I, I'm, I, you're I, right. I, no, I run, I, like I'll, I'm a, a fleer. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll run. I'm like, fuck this about fuck this. <laughs> and I will like slam a door and and like and I'll be like, leave me alone. Yep. But I don't want to be left alone. I know. But then you better follow me in here. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't come in and just keep pushing and like until I crack, yeah, I'll be devastated. Yeah. In terms of what I do with parents, we would call that a miscue. So a child will laugh even though they're worried. Yep. Or right, a child will kind of you know, look happy, but they're sad kind of thing. So kids miscue a lot, but 
when I run away and, and kind of indicate I don't want you around but actually I desperately do want you to give me help with that problem or that thing that I'm upset with, yep. I'm miscuing you. And actually what I want you to do is come in and um, and, and listen and, yeah. and, and, and understand that. So, I mean, I, I do it too. I, I am, Ryan. So. <laughs> Uh, what's your husband's name? Andy. I wonder if I'm Andy. I Hi, think Andy. you're Andy. It's funny. We're podcast husband and wife now. <laughs> so is it normal? Look, here's the, the like the professional opinion. Yes. You know, if you're ever in doubt with something, if you're ever thinking this doesn't feel right, you know, check it out for sure. But to me, a four-year-old that's suddenly more emotional and particularly because she said it's been his birthday recently. We know that three is such a peak of emotion. We know that little boys are a little bit behind little girls with their ability to process that. And it may be that this feels different to her older child because that older child, like we talked about proprioception last week, that can be going on too. We've got this little boy that's just working out how to navigate all this. And the answer will always lie in connection, like little moments of like time with your child, like increase the amount of fist pumps. Just let this kid know that even though he's having a hard time, you just delight in him. Be like a, I, I like it, the, the Labrador or the golden retriever greeting. Yep. Every now and then when he walks through a door, just greet him like you're the golden retriever, like you just love him for no reason. Yeah. Because when kids are having a hard time, they feel worse about themselves. So we want to pump them up, fill yep. that cup with that stuff and then continue to hold your boundaries and just allow that maybe he is going through a, a, a part where his world is widening and he's got fears and doubts and the more you can kind of be okay with that 30 to 40 percent of the time at the absolute most god it's gone up 10 no it's not it's just it's a loose thing but it's like there are times you're going to just ignore whinging or you're going to step over a meltdown Mm -hmm. because it's the 15,000th of the day and that is an okay thing but we've got this kid going through a hard time there might be something going on at daycare or preschool but more likely he's just learning how to process emotion and a little bit of just letting him know i can see you're having a hard time and maybe a bit more cuddles or a bit more connection yeah I always would start there. (laughs) This is Beyond the Chaos. Talk to me about a positive thing that has happened in your house. Take a pause if you need to. You go first. Oh, fuck. I'm going to say... I've got one. I've got one. Okay. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to. Well, I mean, I'm, I know I'm allowed, allowed to. to but like, any, this, is I, our, this is our podcast. This is our podcast. <laughs> this is our domain. I genuinely feel like the way... I handled a situation with my husband was a positive. I think that's positive. It's a positive step in the right direction. And I hope that by us putting things into place and, you know, just understanding what both of us need. Like, again, I said, like, I am a physical toucher and he does not give me any affection whatsoever unless he's trying to get his end wet, (laughs) right? And I have said to him, hey, I like affection. I like like you to hold my hand (laughs) or, like, Give me a cuddle when I'm cooking in the kitchen. And he doesn't do any of those things. And so, therefore, I don't really want to hang out with him and he likes quality time. So yeah. it's about understanding that and I feel like we're in a good place at the moment. So and that's I, my positive. And I think if you go on a little date, he's going to yes. hold your hand, babe. That's right. He yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. And then he's going to get his end wet. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I have one child who he's he's – He's a fussy eater, but it's a, it's a long history, right? Yeah. And um, one of the things we added to our life this week is we got him to plan that because every night he's like, "What's for dinner?" I mean, he gets in the door and it really annoys dino me, nuggets. and I get <laughs> it's a dino nuggets again. What do you expect? <laughs> 
<laughs> um, but I get really frustrated and it just makes me, I hate dinner time. Like if, if anyone wants to know my Achilles heel of parenting, it's dinner time. Same. Everybody's fractious. The dog is like eating stuff it shouldn't and vomiting and <laughs> like it just stuff goes wrong always at that time of day. I should be, I, sometimes I feel I've been doing this for 14 years and um, I'm tired of doing the dinner time yeah. shift alone particularly. Yes. Um, so there's all of that going on at dinner time and then I have this kid that's always like disappointed and I'm just like, oh my gosh, you're lucky you're getting fed. Yes. Um, anyway, I, 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 again, I took us instead of just like being stuck in the rut, I took a step back earlier this week and I just said to him, here's two recipe books, pick what you want to happen for dinner and write, he wrote it up on a Kmart magnet that we got for $2 and he wrote up everything that we'd have for the week. And to be honest, there's a lot of like tacos and um, (laughs) it's fine. But you know what? He's been so into it and it's kind of been nice to get ahead of this sort of struggle. As long as he's not asking for like (laughs) incredibly difficult cooks or anything. No, God, no. I mean, he's a simple kid. So he's like, he's like, can we have nachos and um, and then tacos and then nachos and then dino nuggets? So yeah, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) That sounds like a great dinner plan. I'll come and over for yours for dinner. I love nachos. (laughs) Tacos and dino nuggets. <laughs> okay. So that's it. Uh, that's it. Okay. Well, this is a good. That's a. Good, that's absolutely a positive. Dinner time for me is l- literally like being attacked by like just it's yep. like invisible bricks at your yes. face. I I absolutely despise it. Sometimes I have to like have a gin and tonic just to yes. psych myself up. Common thing. Yeah. I mean, I felt like, yeah, the amount of gin and tonics would up with every child until yeah, right. I had to, like, <laughs> make some in. cutbacks. <laughs> She's got four. We couldn't go on like that. <laughs> All right. Well, we will love you and leave you. Send in any questions or concerns. Yeah, let us know how we can help. Have a great week. And give us some feedback as well. Yeah. Like, uh, let us know if there's anything else you want us to discuss. Do you love us? Do you love <laughs> Beyond the Chaos? Do we sound chaotic? Do we sound like hot messes? Do you want to be our friend? That's it. Okay. Right. We'll love you and leave you. We'll see you next, next week. Well, or uh, whenever. Whenever. Whenever, next whenever week. we feel like it. Okay. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.